Well, uh, today's topic uh, is going to be alluded to it last week, um, and just a uh, parental mm-hmm. uh, advisory. That's what I'm trying to think about what the yeah. word was: parental advisory or uh, whatever. Heads up, heads up. If you got kids listening or in the car, I might want to wait till this is uh, when you can put your headphones in or sit with your spouse and listen to it because we're going to be talking about a, a sensitive subject um, that most kids don't need to know about right now. So, uh, but. I've just been thinking about this, you know, you know, and we've talked about this, I think openly too, mm-hmm. that, you know, pornography has been a struggle, uh, for my, for me in, in, in years past and, you know, middle school introduction, mm. you know, and high school and mm-hmm. college and, and that kind of stuff. And as I've been recognizing, um, what it is mm-hmm. and what it isn't, mm-hmm. it came up, there's, there's a lot of things that I think we probably should talk about and mm-hmm. we don't talk about in the church very well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know most, uh, I'm going to be blanketing statement, but most men have had a relationship with pornography in one yeah. way or another um, in their life. Now, And uh, I mean, coming to a uh, period where most women as well, I think noticed to it, yeah. a lot of the times we neglect to acknowledge that it is a, it impacts all people, right. not just men, mm-hmm. but all people are affected by pornography and you know, if we really take a actual look at it and lean into the uncomfortability of a topic like this, mm-hmm. we find that a lot of advancements in technology, a lot of advancements on the internet mm-hmm. are driven by pornography, funded by pornography, and that pornography is a highly profitable sector of online public uh, just the world well it, there's so yeah. much money in it too and and that it's a thoroughfare for trafficking it makes it it's, so much yeah. harder to combat so much harder to all of these things but I, I i think it's important to acknowledge that because it does have significance in the everyday's person every everyday's person every the, in, in every person's engagement sure with the world that there is this underlying impact of pornography on our existence, right? Regardless of our direct in, in engagement with it. Well, and I also want to to clarify here too, and I know this will ruffle ruffle some feathers. There, there is definitely a distinction between sex addiction and pornography use. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I want to talk today that we're not talking about sex addiction, meaning escalation. Uh, you know, binging. We can't get away from it. Or, you know, stepping out on a marriage, using prostitutes, all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. Now, that is serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be helped with a professional. And there Mm -hmm. are a lot of great professionals out there Mm -hmm. that can help with that kind of stuff. I'm talking more right now about the insidious lie and temptation that pornography can be Mm -hmm. when somebody is knowing that that's a temptation, like Mm -hmm. myself, and then not setting up not diving deep into why, hmm. but also not setting up protections around mm-hmm. it, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going to go with this. I just wanted to kind of bring this up in the sense that I, I as I've been wrestling with, I think the lie, right? You know, we're going to get a little bit spiritual today, but like that God created sex as a fulfillment within marriage. Again, ruffling maybe some feathers, but let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about it versus not. Um, to shine a light on the wholeness of relationship and, mm-hmm. the, and, the, and the beauty of relationship. And obviously we know that pornography is a 
deviation of that, mm-hmm. a slight deviation, right, of that. Um, but one of the things I've realized in my own self, and again, I'm going to be very transparent today, is that I recognized recently that because I was a sensitive and emotional kid that wasn't allowed to be sensitive and emotional, mm-hmm. again, not railing on my parents, they did mm-hmm. it, you know, the best they could, and we've healed from a lot of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I recognized that my I wasn't embracing what I would like to call some of my feminine energies mm-hmm. around emotions, mm-hmm. which all of us have, mm-hmm. male and female. Um, and so I think the pornography use was a way for me to prove my masculinity, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, as I began to reflect on that, going, wow, I don't have to prove anything. Mm-hmm. But look at the lie. Look mm-hmm. how that crept in. And we don't talk about this yeah. in the church. We don't talk about this in evangelicalism the way we need to. Or in the world or the in world. general, I think. Sure. Yeah. And and I think another aspect, and I'm curious about this, you just wrote a book called The Path Out of Loneliness. Mm-hmm. It comes out September 2021. I know that in my journey, there has been a lot of my engagement with pornography has been fueled by a sense of loneliness. And Not being seen go back to yeah. a previous episode that we did on this podcast about uh, sugar porn and fame. Uh, Man, that was a while ago. was a while ago, yeah. but really meaningful conversation about the, the deceitfulness in this. But I wonder what role or what correlation or relationship there is between pornography and loneliness. That's huge. I'm actually working with a colleague of mine at CCU right now on a, an article that we're trying to get out about the, the collision of those two things. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to last week's episode of Failure, Loss, and Disappointment mm-hmm. where we um, aren't well, – this is going to be a hard-hitting episode, so I'm just going to go. We aren't um, comfortable in our own skin. We aren't comfortable with those emotions. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of uh, relational connectiveness creates that biological response, mm-hmm. oxytocin, the cuddle hormone, the connection hormone, the the faceness piece, right? Mm-hmm. Where we are, uh, parts of the brain only light up when we're in proximity face-to-face mm-hmm. with others. Um, but we look at those things when we don't have those things, mm-hmm. we we, t- we want to, to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And we want to be seen, we want to be known, we want mm-hmm. to be loved, we want to be valued. And there's that lie that in this moment, if I go watch this or see this image mm-hmm. or this video, that there is a blip in time where I'm going to feel better mm-hmm. and then I crash. Mm-hmm. But we, but the temptation is, well, yeah, you'll, you'll be fulfilled yeah. with this. One of my biggest frustrations uh, is when we were, I'm working with a couple and somebody suggested, well, you should just watch porn together. It'll strengthen your relationship. This is the biggest BS I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And in 90% of couples that I've worked with in the past, they're coming in because right. pornography is an issue. Right. Well, and I've, I've worked with clients who, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty clear with my clients at an intake. You know, what is your engagement with pornography look like oh i said all the time is it present not even is it present but like what's your engagement with it i'm just gonna say you know if you can't see our faces because we're on mic but we have a lot of times when we we don't beat around the bush with some right. of these things and we have people going oh oh crap yeah. like you, you you see me and yep. i'm like no there's no judgment totally here. there's no like you're a bad person there's nothing yep. this we have to bring these things into the light yep. so that we can talk about them 
in the same way with like, you know, I had a client who I asked like, uh, any substances that you're using? Right. And they're like, oh, oh, maybe no, not really. And I was like, okay, what about any marijuana? And they're like, oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, how much? And they're like, oh, not much at all. And I was like, okay, what does that mean for you? Right. How often? And they're like, oh, you know, maybe every day. And I was like, okay, how much are you smoking every day? And they're like, oh, you know, like a bowl or two. And I was like, okay, so that's not a little amount. Right. And, well, and I think this happens so, yeah. too, because I've had, I've had right? several clients that I ask that question, what's your engagement with pornography look like? And they say, oh, I don't, I don't use pornography at all. And then, you know, four months into treatment, they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm realizing that I probably shouldn't be using pornography. And it's like, okay, I just asked this question. <laughs> well, right. Because it becomes a taboo topic. And this is why I love organizations like the Triple X Church mm -hmm. that really call out those kind of things, create that covenant eyes, safe eyes, whatever those. You know, there's different, a lot of different resources out there. The biggest blockade to talk, you know, this is that we don't talk about it. Yeah, and like suicide, like suicide, right? And so, like in the church, okay, you know. There are, you know, in the evangelical world, there are very, ex you know, explicit verses that talk about keeping sexual purity. Um, and I think sometimes we, the church takes it to the extreme of legalism versus relationship conversation. And as, you know, uh, the great apostle Paul says, you know, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, meaning this is a process. Mm -hmm. This is not easy, but it is good. Mm -hmm. And we need to wrestle with this. And I think going back to our last episode and some of the things that I'm going to be writing in my next book is what if we embraced all the difficulties? Mm -hmm. What if we embraced these difficult emotions? And let's embrace the fact that, and I'm going to, again, make a statement here, like that the desire for connection and sexuality mm -hmm. and, and sex and all that kind of stuff is not bad. It's w how we go about right. meeting those needs that can get difficult. Yeah, it's it's my I, my concept of sugar porn and fame. Like there's a craving, a deep core longing within us. God created sex. Is being <laughs> for a reason temporarily yes and insufficiently satisfied yep. through pornography. And the solution is not to ignore those cravings. No. It is to lean into those cravings. Because the idea of a connection between loneliness and pornography use, at least in my journey, and that's really the only journey that I can truly speak from. Sure. Once I recognized that a core driver was this desire for relationship and connection and vulnerability and intimacy. Right. Not just sexual intimacy because i think that's another de deception well, within it yeah, i was going to make that i was going to make that distinction like i always tell people this uh sex does not equal intimacy no sex is the culmination of intimacy and it's and it's a specific form but like even you know in singlehood if you are if you're choosing to wait until marriage for sexual intimacy which that does difficult. not mean that you cannot have intimacy no or meaningful relationships exactly. yep and and so i think yeah again you know, right the language piece right that we we've screwed up right and so recognizing i long for intimacy and that means that I have to be vulnerable also meant I had to be willing to bring into light and uncomfortability the shame that was keeping me in isolation because mm -hmm. that's a big part of pornography too. Oh my gosh, yes. And so leaning into that, which was really, really difficult at the time, 
but so much more beneficial because there's this there's this trap of I'm going to stay in it because I don't want anyone to see me, but I desperately want Might somebody to see me. me. And this is where I think we get, uh, and this is why I would love to talk about this too, is where we get this in therapy. <sighs> it's out. I've talked yeah. about it. But then there's no hard work of, okay, how do we have conversation, especially with couples, right? one or the other, right? I've had couples where the husband is the one that's yep. struggling. I've had couples where the wife is the one that's struggling and they get it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, big sigh of relief, but now it becomes difficult, uh, in, in figuring out where to go from here. Yeah. Um, but the temptation is, well, it's out, they know, and we're good mm-hmm. and let's move forward. Yeah. It doesn't end there. Cause there's still the core longing. Right. And you have trained yourself and your brain has been trained with neuroplasticity, which we talk a lot about on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Your brain has been trained to fulfill that core longing in very specific ways. And, and again, sugar, porn, and fame. We're looking for it to be seen, and so fame can fulfill that for a moment, but it acts like sugar to a hungry stomach. The best way we can do it is to actually feed ourselves good food, mm-hmm. not to just ignore the fact that we're hungry. And for those that are listening, it doesn't mean having sex six times a week with your, your oh, spouse because no. that's exhausting. It, no. it means how do I connect on their yeah. level with what they are desiring and needing? Is it yeah. that let's hold each other's hands and sit on the couch and watch a movie. Is it sitting down and looking face to face and having a conversation? How are you doing? And it is having sex, Yeah, but it's not, but it's not replacing pornography with, with sex. That is unrealistic in the movies. Yeah, totally. I mean, and this is not going to connect with anybody who is in the midst of this struggle. No, but you might actually see a decrease in the frequency of your sex because you are finding other ways and more variety in how to fulfill that core longing than just one single way. Right. It's like it's like knowing, you know, I can eat um I can eat bread with butter and not feel hungry. But if that's the only thing that I'm eating, no nutrients. I'm not healthy. No. If I'm making it variety, I might have bread with butter Every once in a while, just because I really like it, it's really meaningful for it, tastes really good, it fills me up in a different way than others. And that's good because I'm learning how to feed myself. I'm learning how to recognize my core longings, the cravings, the needs that I have, Mm -hmm. and find healthy and sustainable ways to fulfill those. And I think that so often we get caught up, even in moments of disappointment, failure, and loss, of finding one specific way that kind of helps for a moment and not doing the work Mm -hmm. of finding a way to move forward healthily. Well, let me, let me put this out there for those that are listening, uh, for those that are struggling with Mm -hmm. this conversation or have struggled with pornography, um, just letting it out is half the battle, but, but talk about it. If you have a spouse that you haven't talked to yet, it you you know be prepared. It's going to get hard mm-hmm. for the spouse that is listening, that is hearing this information from their significant other for the first time yeah. or ongoing. Um, there's going to be hurt associated yeah. with this. I, I I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, and real quick yeah. too, the Gottman Institute, who yes. I adore. Um, Dr. Gottman, Mrs. Gottman, Dr. Gottman, Doctor. Yeah. Do- um, I forget her first name. Julie. Julie, thank you. Julie Gottman has talked about how uh, a a spouse who hears about their partner's engagement with pornography actually experiences PTSD relational trauma in its diagnostic yeah. 
form. Like mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, that's PTSD. It's it's like legitimately mm-hmm. they are experiencing PTSD and will have flashbacks yep. and they have trauma yep. and they need to work through that as if it is tra- trauma because it is trauma. And so often we kind of neglect that part of the oh, process. We, we agree, and so we, I want to acknowledge yeah. that in, in this moment too. That's fantastic because we, yeah, we do gloss over that at times. And I think that's where getting... Uh, depending on the the severity level, getting a, a, a counselor, a marriage counselor mm-hmm. that is really going to be healthy for you to, to work through this. But I will tell the spouse that is hearing this for their first time, um, the person that is talking to you about their struggle already has enough shame on their shoulders. True. And, and so as best as you can, r- remember that mm-hmm. so that you don't heap more on mm-hmm. because they're already kicking themselves they're in the 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 pit there there's a lot of shame on their shoulders and um it's going to be hard but to do your best to ask questions and to understand and i'm going to talk about to the person that is coming and having this conversation for the first Mm -hmm. time do your best to sit down and understand where your spouse is coming from Mm -hmm. too and their hurt and their struggle and and the the ptsd type Mm -hmm. symptoms that are that are coming with that Mm -hmm. So creating a culture of of seeking to understand and not to judge and not to yeah. shame, it's it's not easy, right? And it's so necessary to create to to heal and to recreate that intimacy. Yeah. And for the individual who is is single, maybe feels isolated, not just lonely, but isolated, isolated right? Not having access to others. Counseling is a great place to have that space, mm-hmm. but it's also I want to encourage you. This can be a close friend. This can be somebody who knows you and loves you. Um, if you have that person and you are single, it's not a romantic relationship. It's still meaningful for you to talk to it and to invite somebody else into the process. Because I think that the lie of porn and fame is not only that it is sugar to an empty stomach, but I think that it is also a addicting and self reoccurring process where if I'm going to have sugar, I'm more likely to have more sugar and more sugar and more sugar and more sugar. I mean, we see that in our society in America all the time, but I think also fame, I want to be more famous so that it can be more seen, but I'm less seen mm-hmm. as I get more famous. Mm-hmm. I want more intimacy. So I'm going to use more pornography, which is going to make me lack intimacy more and more. And so it, breaking that cycle, right? inviting another person into relationship with you, allowing yourself to be seen with all of the uncomfortability and risk that that involves. And the warts and the imperfections and mm-hmm. the, yes. Is actually the most freeing and empowering thing you will ever do in your life. And it may feel like you're walking to the slaughter and that's probably going to feel very very true mm-hmm. and i can't say anything that's going to change that i can't none of no one really can right because you have to make the decision to do it and recognize that on the other end there's still going to be pain it's still going to hurt it's still going to be uncomfortable but it's going to be good yeah and uh, hold on to that <laughs>